Hello, Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, and welcome to Off the Water. I'm your host, Darth Yacker. Tonight, we have a special guest, Tyler Caldwell, Clayton Schilling, and Aaron LaRose. We'd like to thank you for joining our very first episode of Off the Water. This will be a live broadcast appearing every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Central on Facebook Live. Uh, it will also be available later on on YouTube as well as a podcast. So um, this is a show that's going to be talking all about uh, kayak fishing, um, focused primarily in Louisiana, but also we will be covering topics all over uh, the Gulf South and at times maybe all over the United States. We hope to educate everyone on um, kayak fishing, safety, rigging, uh, areas, locations, and to also uh, promote our sport and specifically our uh, Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. It's a great club. It's been around for a long time. And on another episode, we will talk a little bit more in detail about it. Uh, tonight, though, we're going to cover a, a couple of different topics. We are going to be covering um, our recent tournament, Minimalist Challenge, which just took place this past Saturday in Leeville, Louisiana. And we have our winner, uh, Clayton Schilling, on to um, uh, discuss uh, his strategy and how he managed to come out on top of 135 anglers. Uh, we also have Aaron LaRose on. Aaron is the club's um, sponsor coordinator. He's going to be talking about the baits that were used, our sponsors, and uh, just the event format in, in, in general. Um, future topics will also include uh, our different tournaments. We'll talk about various uh, fishing locations all over the state and uh, rigging kayaks, comparison of kayaks. We'll have a lot of our sponsors on. We hope to do some live shows. We hope to have... Um, some of the people on from the backpacker, pack and paddle, Massey's, all these great vendors all over the state who supply kayaks to our members and who can kind of help us fill us in on the different kayaks out there uh, that will fit your need depending on the type of fishing you want to do and whether it's saltwater, freshwater, offshore, uh, etc. So at this time, before we get going, I'd like to thank our, our sponsors, including the backpacker, Hobie, uh, Kayaks, Cabela's, Bass Pro Shops, Berkeley, Pinrods and Reels, Abu Garcia, Johnson, Yak Gear, and Railblazer. We have a host of other sponsors that we will be talking about uh, during our next few episodes. Um, and certainly we're going to bring them to your attention and talk to them in more detail. So at this time, we're going to go to um, Aaron LaRose and we're going to talk a little bit about our recent tournament, Minimalist Challenge. Now, this is uh, one of our more popular tournaments. It takes place every year in Leeville, Louisiana. This year, due to the demand we had, we actually increased the number of anglers to 135. This is the only tournament in which we limit the number of anglers due to the format of the tournament. And the particular format includes uh, a shotgun <coughs> with all 135 anglers. And each angler is given a bag of baits that they are not aware of to the morning of the tournament. And they are limited to using just those baits in that tournament. This year, the, um, the goal of each angler was to catch uh, your limit of, uh, well, not your limit, but it was limited to three redfish, 15 speckled trout, and 10 flounder if you could manage to catch one. So uh, we had a very good turnout. We actually sold out this tournament twice. Uh, due to some weather issues, we had sold out the tournament initially. Um, the weather forecasted was pretty bad with uh, projected winds of 30 to 40 knots, heavy rain. And I think for only the second time in Bayou Coast history, 
the officers made the decision to move the tournament back two weeks. Ultimately, that was, in my opinion, I think most of the other officers' opinions, a great decision as we had uh, fairly decent weather, no rain, um, fairly light winds, and uh, especially in Leeville with the way the tides and everything run, it was uh, definitely a safety concern. And um, it, I think the, the tournament overall turned out well. Although it was pushed back to February, we did have a number of anglers coming in with uh, some fairly large redfish. We had, uh, to my surprise, a number of speckled trout caught. No flounder that I can recall, but overall, everyone got in safely. I think everyone enjoyed the tournament and, uh, and had a good time. And, and obviously, our goal at, at, at the end of every tournament is for every angler to get in safely, uh, which we accomplished. And then secondly, everyone to have a good time, which I know speaking to a lot of our participants, the ones that, uh, that fished the tournament, even if they didn't catch anything, all had a fairly good time. So we were glad to do that. Uh, we'd also like to thank uh, one of our sponsors at the tournament, Leeville Restaurant, who um, catered the fair. We had some uh, chicken Alfredo. I think we had some some shrimp pasta as well, some bread. Uh, they also supplied us some free gift cards that we gave away as a raffle at that tournament. And, and a shout out to Leeville for being such a great sponsor. If you haven't been there and you're in the Leeville area, if you're looking for a good place to eat, it, it really is uh, a very good restaurant. Um, a lot of different options on the menu. Uh, soft shell crab, fried shrimp, etc. So at this time, I'd like to bring in uh, Bayou Coast sponsor coordinator, Aaron LaRose. Aaron LaRose is a past winner of Minimalist Challenge a few years back. Uh, he is also uh, a past president of Bayou Coast, I think, for two years. And um, having had some uh, some issues come of his life, a, a new baby, as I understand it. Issues. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, well, new babies can, can take up a lot of time. So Aaron stepped down from his duties as president, but um, as a true member, he wanted to stay involved in the club and agreed to stay on as sponsor coordinator. Um, and we really appreciate his two years as president and uh, appreciate his his ongoing role as sponsor coordinator and helping us out. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for, for, for your continued support of the club. Tell us a little bit about um, the logistics and in, in getting 135 baits for this tournament. It's, it's not just one bait, 135. You're, you're doing multiple baits for 135 anglers. Yeah. First, first off, there, there was a bit of arm twisting there to uh, to continue to, to work for the club. Uh, now, just getting to know, it's, it's, it's been fun. Um, it still is. Uh, it's a great organization, and I've been – honored to to work with some of these guys um for as long as i have and this club is is what it is because of the people that have come forward so um yeah so minimalist is like you said you know one of our more popular ones um, a lot of it has to do with it being the beginning of the year but also the uniqueness about it um and you're right so so getting that many baits um first and foremost, could not be done without some of our great sponsors that we have. Um, specifically, in the last, for the last few years, or a couple of years actually, um, Mr. Gerald Gaspard with Pure Fishing, uh, getting baits from Berkeley. Um, and then this year, one of our new and up-and-coming sponsors, um, not new and up-and-coming in the fishing world because I've uh, been hearing a lot of good, good reports from his year there, uh, but Captain Lane Zimmer with that grip jig head. 
Um, both of them came through tremendously uh, in getting us these baits. You know, the, the big thing I always like to tell people and, and what we're very privileged for is that all of these baits were donated. This was 100% donation of lures and jig hands. Um, no money out of the pot from Bayou Coast to provide uh, these baits for, um, for the anglers. Uh, even with going up <clears throat> in the numbers. So um, big thanks to, to those guys and those sponsors uh, because um, it's, it's, it's really, it really helps. You know, we, we get to do some great things and some unique tournaments and, and those guys really come forward and, and help us out for that. Uh, this year uh, we had the privilege of, of kind of getting um, – off on a, on a quick foot or getting off on getting these very quickly throughout the year. I believe Tyler Caldwell and Tyler Drew um, earlier this year that with uh, Gerald and even I think went to, um, I don't know if it was a, a uh, trade show or a particular you know warehouse or something to actually look at what they wanted to have for this year. So these, these lures um, were, were, thought about and picked very early on many of these weren't even or maybe even still aren't even really out to the general public i think i think they are by now but at the time they were so new um they weren't available to the public they you know they were they were not prototypes but they were like the next lures coming out for 2019 and we were very fortunate enough to get to select some of those and use those you know the first of the year um, some of the baits, you know, just to quickly go through the baits, you know, we always, um, in years past, we always like to have one top water to give you that top water option in the morning. Uh, this year's top water was a Berkeley J Walker 100. Um, uh, I'll defer to uh, Clayton and, and, and Sean and Tyler later to, to get a report on how many people caught. Um, I know the water temps were a little colder and sometimes that's not great for top water, but I think I did hear reports that there were a good many people that did catch something whether it was big bull reds or maybe a trout or whatever on, on top water. So that was good. Um, we had the Berkeley Power Bait Power Swimmer, which was like a ribbed uh, swimming shad um, that was also paired with a uh, another swimming shad called the Power Bait Hollow Belly. Um, and then the popular, um, which I thought would be the most popular bait, because uh, we've been asked to get one of these or something like this years past, uh, the power bait rattle shrimp um, in the coastal candy color. Uh, that shrimp um, made headlines at least two or three years ago as being, you know, one of the top shrimp lures in the Leeville Grandal area for catching trout. Um, so we're trying to get one of those for everybody. And then uh, capped it all off with a unique, uh, unique bait for, for this year, the, the jester. The, uh, the jester looked like a, like a cross between a beetle and a bunny, um, which um, nice creature bait, which I was, I, I believe, I think I saw some people posting videos catching bull reds on that or catching reds on that. Um, definitely a bait I would, I would not be surprised would be great in the spring and summer, but was uh, surprised to see. Uh, I think people really gravitated towards that one this weekend as well for the reds and the ponds. Uh, so that was our lineup. Um, they were paired with Death Grip Jig Heads, uh, which at the time I was excited. I'm always excited about getting a new sponsor. 
um, for the club. I think um, it shows that, you know, we're always working to, to get our name out there and get our sponsors' names out there uh, to our, our members and our anglers. Um, and, and this is a name that, you know, has been told to me for, for a while now and contacted Captain Lane. And he was, I mean, immediately he was gone. He was like, yeah, I want to do, I want to, you know, be the jig head sponsor for this tournament. And I want to do even more for the rest of the year. Um, so we're looking forward to a, a good year of stuff with him. Um, but then later I was almost hesitant and I was like, whoa, I just got a sponsor who's notorious for his jig head holding on to baits so well that you try to pull them off and they're, they're shredded. They, they, they hold that well. And, and I can speak personally to tell you, you don't want to mess up or lose your baits in this tournament because once you lose them, they are gone. And so I almost had a, had a freak moment of, I hope nobody gets overly frustrated because they put the lure on one jig head and now they can't take it off. And if they do, it's going to be just destroyed. Um, so, but I, I, maybe that added to the challenge, you know, and, and, I, and I'll close with that. You know, we, in the years past, the, the feedback about the lures we get has been kind of up and down. A lot of people are like, oh, these are really great. Some people are like, oh, these are horrible. Um, and I think, it, I think it's all about the angler and what they're comfortable with or what they have confidence in. But in the end, I like to remind people, you know, this is named minimalist challenge. You know, the, the weather is enough of a challenge. We can't do anything about that. But um, I think another unique piece of this tournament is the fact that we're not giving you always the bait you're going to use in the marsh. We're, we're, we're kind of tweaking it. We're kind of changing it up. It's a little different, and and I think that really um, adds uh, a cool twist to this tournament and makes it you know what it is. So, all right, uh, tell us a little bit. If, if I know the entry fee just to, to get into the tournament was thirty dollars, and with that, uh, everybody was provided their uh, their four baits um, plus the top water plus the uh, the three jig heads. Correct. If you had to value what. Uh, those baits would cost if you were just buying them separately. What do you think that that would run uh, individually? Now I know you don't buy these some of these baits individually, obviously, but if you would put a dollar figure between the top water, the jig heads, and the baits, what do you think that would that would estimate at? It's a it's about a fifteen dollar you know little pack of, of baits there. You have got especially um, I mean the jig. Well, let me back up. It might be almost close to twenty. I mean your 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 top water is pretty much five dollars right there. Mm -hmm. um you know give or take you know a dime or so um you've got three plastic which in a pack of five would be you know so they're about a dollar a piece so that's another three right there your jig heads are another three or four or five so you know you're looking between i'd say around five fifteen dollars maybe more um but um great quality of it too you know that top water i've i've got you know, we used to get some other top orders as well in, in, in years past, and I still see some, you know, like like they're, um, we've, we've created prize packs and gotten a prize pack or something like that for, for a post, you know, contest or, or giving away at Padapalooza and Fall in Time. And it's funny, you know, I'll I'll go through and be like, oh yeah, that, that bait was, was minimalist challenge three years ago. Um, I didn't have confidence in it then, but I'm going to throw it now and, you know, I gotta get a get a fish, but um, yeah, I think I think 
regardless though of the value of what you're getting in the bait, I think this year we set a record for for first place. Um, Absolutely, I think first place payout was a thousand dollars. I remember winning four years ago and getting like six hundred something dollars or something like that, and to see that first place was a thousand is like, oh, we've. Well, yeah absolutely that comes back to the generosity of our sponsors when you think of supplying these four different baits plus a top water plus jig heads you're looking at over a couple thousand dollars of uh of uh tackle there uh i know in the past when we've we've gotten even a discount on the top waters we've spent five dollars a person on a top water getting a discount i think this year we were able to add over 650 dollars as i recall to the prize pot because of the sponsors actually donating the uh, the top water, and I'm sure Clayton really appreciates that as he uh, as he took home uh, a, a nice purse to that. Um, and I'll tell you one thing about those death grip jig heads. Uh, I was introduced to those um, probably about six months ago at Pugli as one of one of the club sponsors, and someone had recommended them to me there, and I've used them to fish uh, to fish gold products, especially. They really hold on to the gulp baits, and uh, these hooks at this year's tournament were were sharp. And when I say sharp, I I literally had uh, plenty of holes in my fingers before even leaving the launch, just rigging everything because they kept catching my fingers. They were very very sharp. Um, they held on to the baits. I thought extremely well. I had at least one redfish. My first red uh, swallowed the bait. Tore it up really well, removing the trying to remove the hook. It was lodged way down his throat. I had to use a long pair of pliers. I was concerned because it was going to be my favorite bait, the one I used most of the day. Uh, fortunately, I was able to put a couple of dabs of super glue on it. Between that and the Death Grip Jig Head, I was able to continue using it uh, the rest of the day. So um, I think we have, uh, Tyler, do we have some pictures of the baits that we used? Yeah, I actually, uh, I put them up when Aaron was talking about them earlier, but I'll stick them up one more time. Okay, great, great. So those were some pictures that we had. Uh, I'm sure people will be going out and, and uh, purchasing those those uh, those baits. I know I'm in the process of switching over all my um, my jig heads to basically death grip jig heads. I, I enjoy using them. They hold onto the baits. They're sharp. It's a local company, and uh, we always uh, try to support our sponsors the best way we can. I do it by purchasing their products. Um, in, in 99% of the time, our sponsors are, are providing us with some real quality products. So, um, we've also got, uh, <clears throat> a recap here from, uh, from Clayton Schilling, who was able to take home first place this year. Uh, Clayton is a longtime member of Bayou Coast. Uh, I don't know, Clayton, were you around when the, uh, when the club began back in the early uh, days? I mean, I think I came along about a year after they kind of formed it. I know when I, when I joined, I mean, there was maybe like 25 or 30 active guys. So yeah, I mean, fairly, uh, you know, it was in the beginning for sure. Yeah. Now your, uh, your first minimalist challenge experience, how long ago was that? Ooh, um, I think we were fishing out of Basons, mm -hmm. uh, sulfur mine and stuff. And, uh, we, we had some horrible, some terrible tournaments over there where hardly any fish were caught, but then uh, we had some good ones, you know. So, um, but it, it just can get water can get really low over there. But uh, I really like you know, Launch Leeville. I mean, that's a great spot for this. So, but yeah, uh, 
yeah, I've been doing it a long time, and uh, I, I like launching Leeville there. Now, the tournament uh, has grown quite a bit since since you first started fishing. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh, I'm not really sure you know, exactly how many we used to we used to get. But I know that now, I mean, it, you know, it's selling out and selling out quick. So you, get, you kind of got to jump on it. Um, yeah. Once, once yeah, so, it. So, so the tournament now, it used to be when it first started, it was just open to anyone who would uh, – who wanted to get in. And, and now because of the popularity of the tournament, um, it, it's open limited to just Bayou coast, uh, paid members for, I think the first couple of weeks and then essentially open to the general public. Uh, I think at last count we had over 500 and something paid members pay an annual membership of $25 and it enables you to uh, participate in uh, first come first serve basis on tournaments like this as, as well as participate in the championship series and the Angler of the Year series. It's definitely worth the $25. That that money goes a long ways to providing uh, food for the club at certain events. Also, uh, we purchased two new trailers this year, and that's a whole other episode we can talk about and the benefits of membership. Uh, it, it's certainly worth it. Now, um, have you ever uh, won Minimalist Challenge before? I, I don't believe. I think I came in second uh, one year to Aaron. Uh <laughs> That was, uh, I think that was four it, years ago. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. I mean, last year I didn't, I, I didn't place. I, I placed like twenty something. Um, but I mean, I've had some some fourth place, third place, that kind of thing. But I think this is the first actual win. So, so you actually picked a good year to win it, with it being yeah, the highest right. payout ever. If you're gonna win it. You might as well do it on the year that the payout is the highest. So. Absolutely. Uh, now I understand that you uh, actually couldn't fish the tournament the first. Uh, scheduled date is that correct yeah that is correct so I had a conflict uh, when it originally came out and I was bummed out and then I saw the cancel uh, tournament actually from a friend of mine Derek who uh, who fishes a lot of our you know club tournaments and he he could not fish this one so he kind of uh, you know roller coaster for us and he went down and I went up so it, uh, it worked out yeah now, did you agree to split your winnings with him? I did not. We didn't work that out. Yeah, had he had said something, I probably would have done that. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> did um, did you get to actually do any pre-fishing before the tournament? No, so uh, no pre-fishing. I mean, life is busy, and uh, I mean, you know, I I really didn't have any real good intel. Uh, last year, I fished the same spot that I fished this year. And uh, and fish the previous you know four or five years however long we've been doing it in Leeville and so I just kind of look back through uh, some of my uh, you know history of tournament and uh, the fish have cooperated you know four out of the five years that I fished that area last year it was just kind of a, a very unique weather situation and this year uh, it's been a pretty mild. Uh, winter you know we're having these little warm trends that can kind of warm things up so the fish uh i think will respond a little differently than just you know a lot of cold obviously so um but no no pre-fishing i just kind of i just kind of um you know went off the history of the tournaments i've had in the past and those fish are generally somewhere in that area and they were definitely in a different spot mm -hmm. than they normally are but you know luckily i was in the final so 
So you fish out of a uh, a native, a Jackson, uh, what type of kayak? <laughs> so I'm in the Hobie, uh, you know, the Hobie Outback. The uh, got the new 2019 model. Great, you know, fishing platform. I uh, I mean, I typically like to to run right off the bat. You know, at, at least three to four miles to kind of kind of get away and uh, get away from the fishing pressure of where guys, you know. Or thinking that they may be spending the day who have been pre-fishing and, uh, you know, get to, um, some virgin water that hasn't been beat up and, and, uh, hopefully, you know, that produces some higher quality, you know, redfish. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't do that without the Hovey. Obviously it allows some, some, uh, some range and gives me the ability to get out there. So I definitely use that to its full extent. Now, uh, I, I, I think I saw some pictures online or maybe some comments on Facebook. Uh, who, who got you into kayak fishing? Mr. Brendan Bayard. Uh, we used to be neighbors. Um, Last year's winner, as I recall, correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, we wanted to get him one tonight, but unfortunately, he wasn't available. So. Oh, yeah. Last year's winner. And also, he did it with his son uh, in the boat, I believe. <laughs> so that's, that's quite a quite an accomplishment. Um, an up-and-coming. Uh, Graves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I think Graves outfished me. Another last five year. years, we're we're all going to be in trouble. So. Yeah, I, as I do recall, I think Tyler, you're right. I think Graves did outfish a number yeah. of anglers because oh, he actually yeah. caught a fish Absolutely. last year. It was uh, yeah. uh so recall yeah, Tyler. Hey, if if I could ride right. in the back of Brennan's boat, though, it'd be different. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but he, but he knows where Brennan's going. So yes, but yeah, I mean, Brennan got me into the sport. Um, in fact, we went to. Uh, it was Hopedale Lagoon, and we, we launched at, like, I don't know, 3 in the morning. It was pitch black, and we paddle out and fish in this little bank. And I've only ever been saltwater um, charter trips. And he's, like, gave me this top water that was black with a chartreuse uh, head on it, and I'm throwing it in the dark. And I hooked up on a redfish. It was, a, like, a 23-inch redfish. And, uh, and from that point, I was hooked. And so I bought a tarpon 140. And then uh, saw the advantage of the hands-free fishing and, and moved on. So yeah. Let me ask you this, because I've got my own story. How long after you bought the tarpon before you bought the Hobie? Um, well, actually, uh, from the tarpon, I went to the native for about a year and then, and then got in the Hobie. So, but I had the tarpon maybe, I don't know, maybe two, two and a half years, you know. Okay. What, what the, did the Hobie even have the... Uh, the mirage drive out yet at that point or no yeah yeah it had a mirage <laughs> drive uh i mean it was still the the uh you know sitting kayak seat and uh yeah. and in fact that boat's still hitting the water i mean i sold it to a guy that i know and uh that <clears throat> that boat's still out there performing with the original mirage drive wow same fins everything so <laughs> Yeah. I actually used one of those uh, not too long ago when I was fishing with Brendan. I was having issues with my drive, and he brought in an extra. Those yeah. things are almost indestructible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Slow, slow, but almost indestructible. Yeah, yeah. So um, in your Bayou Coast career, you, you won minimalist this year. Uh, have you won, ever won uh, Paddlepalooza or Fallen Tide? No, I've had, um, you know, many fourth and fifth place finishes but no i have not uh that's something i'm striving to do just haven't been able to put together for uh you know for the the two big ones um 
So does yeah. Brendan ever take you out uh, during those tournaments? I know you're, yeah. you were a neighbor, a close friend of his. He got you into the sport. He's won a couple, I know, uh, Fallen Tides, maybe even some some Palooza's. Has he has he ever shown you the way? All right. So uh, I think the first time I placed higher in a tournament than he did, that's when we stopped fishing together. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, no, Brendan's a, a great friend of mine. and uh, yeah. But, I mean, he's he's a competitor, and he, he's not going to give up his, his honey holes, you know. And, and, I mean, he showed me a lot. You know, there are a lot of spots that I still frequent that I know from, you know, from knowledge that I gained from him. And, and he's always willing to help out. But, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't say, hey, come with me to my, my trout spot now. Right, right. He likes to go to your hole, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can get that knowledge out of me. But, you know, I'm starting to catch on. I'm starting to, you yeah. know, have things closer. Well, you, so, you, you beat him this year. That's right. Yeah, that's absolutely. Right. That's right. Uh, he's He really is a great guy. He's a little quiet. Uh, I know the first time I met him, uh, he was a little standoffish, but I think it, it's it's one of the things is you've got so many people coming up to you, man, what did you use for bait? Where did you go? It's like, geez, you know, if I tell 200 people, you know, there's nowhere to fish. But I, I talk to Brendan a couple times a week. He's a, he's a great guy. If you can get, ever get him one-on-one, uh, he's got a lot of knowledge to him. Oh, yeah. But, but let's let's talk a little bit about, about your tournament. Uh, you get there that morning. You hadn't had the opportunity to pre-fish. You get your bag of baits, and I know it's always a surprise when you get that bag of baits because it's like a in Forest Gump, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what what you're gonna get there. So you're looking. What were your initial thoughts when you see that bag? So I mean, I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I, I saw you know two jigs, uh, you know, kind of standard jigs, what I would call. And I mean, I, I fish that that type of bait a lot. I mean, a spinner bait, a top water, and a jig. The uh, top water, you know, wintertime, there are guys who throw it all day, every day, uh, Chuck Bayhan, but I, you know, that's not me. I, I like a jig and I like a light jig head so that I can kind of fish what part of the water column that I want to target. And I just think it's an all around versatile bait. You know, if I had to pick any one bait to go out and like, you know, try to survive on, it'd be a jig. I ended up, um, you know, putting on the, turn uh, pearl colored uh paddle tail and i put that on the lightest jig head mm-hmm. and i will say i mean if if you want to have a jig head for a minimalist challenge tournament uh you want it to be named death grip because obviously it's very important that um you know you're able to get all you can out of the bait and uh and and a jig head like that allows you that opportunity uh and i fished with that same paddle tail all day and caught all of my fish on it. I never even threw um, the other the other baits. It, it's just because that's what I know and that's how that's how I fish. So, uh, you know, had I lost um, had I lost that bait early on, you know, for whatever reason, broke it off an oyster or whatever, uh, I probably would have moved on to the shrimp invitation. Um, you know, because I, I just think white color is a great, you know, a great color choice. Yeah, the water clarity wasn't wasn't spectacular, but it wasn't terrible. And you know, I just like the color white, and I think uh, you know that would have been the next choice. But I never even moved on to the other ones, and and uh, that that bait got it done. So I caught, I don't know, probably six reds total. You know, throwing some rat reds in there, and then 
all the trout on that. And like I said, by the end of it, the bait was pretty chewed up. But I was able to turn it sideways, kind of shove the uh, depth grip in there, and and uh, it had enough to bite onto to keep keep catching fish till the end. So. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, looking back, one of our regrets is the, the tournament directors uh, were not the the hooks themselves, but the weights we had. As I recall, and maybe Aaron, you could fill us in on that. I think we had a one eighth, a one quarter, and a three eighth ounce jig head. That's and right. um, yeah, had we been fishing deeper in deeper water, I think uh, those beats you, you just never know with the weather temperatures. The weather's were the weather was warm that day. Right. The fish, I think, at least in my experience, were in a little bit shallower water. And so that one eighth was was definitely the jig head you wanted to use, but you would you encounter that problem is that if you start pulling it off and switching baits, you're going to be tearing up your bait. So it's yeah, the blessing yeah. and a curse at the same time. Right. I mean, you know, conditions could have warranted needing the heavier jig heads. I mean, when you're making the decision, you know, yeah. what and weight jig heads you need. Uh, I mean, I'm glad you had the option because it could have been different. Yeah, if we two had. weeks ago, we'd have needed the big one, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 20-mile-an-hour winds, and it was 28 degrees, then it had been a different story. But and That's exactly uh, the, uh, the mindset of when we do that. You know, lures are one thing, but you're right. Jig head weight and size, you know, plays a big part in where you fish and how you fish. We get these – we try to get these, you know, a month or so in advance, and we know it's winter. So – we assume that you, we try to assume that at some point you're going to fish deep because it probably is going to be cold or it's going to be windy. Um, but you know, we never know. So we try to get a, a kind of a, a range of, of jig heads so that you at least have one in, the, in every category. But like Sean said, you know, hindsight could have probably went with two of the one eighths and maybe just a quarter. And, and, right. and I, I lost my one eighth uh, well into the morning. And so I was trying to fish in pretty shallow water with the, heavy jig and just catching grass every cast it's kind of tough. I, I actually saw tyler when he lost that jig head and uh he he looked like kevin van dam um pulling back to set that hook on that redfish because that rod bent over and the next thing i heard was um you know well this is a g-rated show so i'm not gonna I'm talking about Iconelli? But, but, uh, uh, I don't know who he saw him out. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just quite a bass. I don't watch a lot of bass fishing, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I saw that rod bent over, and, and when Caldwell sets a hook, he sets a hook, uh, and he set the hook. Uh, but the process, he managed to break his uh, his uni to uni knot. Not only did he lose his like jig head, but he lost his good uh, bait. I think Clayton it was the same bait. Same you one. Were, yeah. Same what I was using most of the day, and lost my yeah. second red. Lost his second red, which would. Possibly he had a really good size first red. Possibly would put him into the top twenty uh, yeah. with that redfish. So, you know, um, it was certainly a difficult day. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about my my experience a little bit. But um, so Clayton, you did you when you went out? Did you think okay, I'm going to target redfish first, or I'm going to target trout later? I know normally, typically in the in the summer and, and, and stuff, we always want to target the trout first because the bite sends a tail off. But in the winter months. Sometimes it seems you can you can catch trout later in the day. Yeah, so I mean, you know, right off the bat in planning, um, you know, I'm thinking about weight and you know three redfish. You know, say you can average a six pound, which is doable, um, and you need that. I mean, you're not going to win it with just a stringer of trout. So I, I felt like let's get the redfish early and probably a better chance of doing that. And then once you have a solid foundation, then we can build with some special trout, hopefully. 
Now, yeah, it'd be great to go catch some seven, eight pound redfish like Brandon Barton did. But uh, if you just target specs right off the back, I think you could waste a lot of time and not have the opportunity later on. And I, I, I agree. I felt like, uh, you know, it's winter time. The water's going to be warming up all day. I, I feel like the speckled trout, uh, you know, the, the feeding uh, time that day, I believe was 10 a.m. is what they were predicting would be the, uh, you know, the, like the sweet spot. And uh, so I figured, you know, try to get some redfish that morning and, uh, you know, try to key in on the trout. At some point, I think I started catching trout at 11 o'clock and uh, it was about a one and a half hour uh, window where they were kind of turned on and then it just kind of turned off. Mm. And um, I mean, I know they were there. They just stopped biting. So, you, you know, you got to be in the right spot at the right time, uh, obviously. And, um, you know, the, these that I caught this year, they were in shallow water, uh, one to two foot max. And in years past, it's been deep jigging, you know, eight foot plus because the water took much lower and this year everything had kind of warmed up much higher. So basically what I did is I started in the area where the deep water was and I just kept moving, you know, shallower and shallower. And, uh, until I, I just happened to kind of stumble upon where they were holding and they happened to be feeding at that time. So now did you, uh, fish with, with that, that same bait that you were using to catch the redfish, the, uh, the paddle tail, uh, swim, swim type bait. Uh, did you use that under, say, the top water as a core, or did you just basically freeline it with just the bait and the jig head? No, I just freelined um, all day. I, I did uh, whenever I knew that I had, you know, some solid redfish. Ended up taking and, and biting off kind of the head part of the jig head, kind of shortened it up a little bit because I felt like it's pretty good, you know, pretty good sized bait, and uh, you know these speckled trout that I was catching were in the 14 to 17 kind of range and uh in shallow water and the longer kind of hang out in that strike zone um so i kind of shortened it up and uh just used it like that but no same bait all day so you uh you caught your three redfish correct correct and uh, how many trout did you have on top of that nine 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 trout i think that that may have been Close to the, the most trout that was caught that I was actually surprised by the number of trout that was weighed in. I had pre-fished the area over the last month about three times and only managed to catch trout on one trip. Uh, and they were um, they were they were pretty picky, you know. So I was actually surprised to see the number of trout brought in. Uh, there was a few people that came in with with only trout and no reds too, which was yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost yeah. maybe they spent a little too much time on the trouters. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in years past, we've had um, you know this tournament maybe two weeks earlier, uh, two to three weeks earlier, and there's been some years where we've caught limits of trout. So mm-hmm. I know they do, they are hanging out in that area uh, that time of year because you know in the past we had we had years where it was 25 trout was the limit. And, uh, and Todd Lewis was like, never again on that way. <laughs> well, I, as a, yeah, I think that was, uh, that think was my, the year we had, uh, uh, metric chads, I think. Yeah. My second minimalist challenge we had an, uh, an unusually warm January. And, uh, that was back when we had full limits of five redfish, 25 trout. Yeah. And, uh, 
I think that was your Steve Steve one. I think I mean, there were there were limits of trout brought in. There were huge oh, yeah. stringers. Uh, those with the Matrix Shad uh, tournament. Interesting stat of that year: top three finishers had over uh, forty-one, uh, over forty pounds of fish each. God. Yeah, that, yeah, I had forty-five pounds of fish one year. I remember it was crazy, like just tails sticking out of my bag. I, re- I remember that. That was that was just an incredible year. And yeah. I think the next year, one fish got you into the top twenty. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the weather. So, yeah. so you never know. Now, what was your total weight this year? Uh, 21.85. 21.85. Yeah, 21.85. And Brandon right. had 21.01 with just yeah. three. 21.10. 21.10. And he just had the three reds. He didn't have any trout. Yep. Correct. Correct. So I know there were uh, some posts on Facebook, I think, of him with the bottom of his kayak loaded with four redfish. I think it was at 7.30 or 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. He already had four stud redfish in the kayak. Uh, and y'all were four, y'all were four and five pounds ahead of third place, which was yeah. pretty impressive. So I just remember hearing about that when I was on the water and hearing, uh, yeah, so Brandon Barton's got uh, four or five redfish already in his kayak. And I'm thinking, I haven't had a bite yet. Uh, you can talk about a punch to the gut. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, God, I wish, I wish somebody wouldn't have told me that. Because the whole time you're thinking, okay, it's, it's a little tough for me. I bet it's tough for everybody else. And then you see somebody else, you know, is, is out there. Got his limit of redfish already. It's, it's not even nine o'clock yet. Uh, so it's like the best. It's not to. It's not. It's not good to talk to people because it. You know, it's it's a mental challenge. Hey, those two guys yeah. drove from Florida two years in a row and placed in the in the money both years. I think both of them. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And let's yeah, last year they talked about that. They yeah, had those they guys. Came, those guys came from Florida. We had a guy travel from Atlanta. I think that's the furthest. I've heard. I think somebody come for one of our tournaments. Yeah, I, I think we had a, we had a guy from Miami one year too. I think at Paddlepalooza. Right. Well, right. That was Ryan McNeil, who used to live in Pensacola, I believe, and he now right. moved to Miami. Yeah. 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 This guy I know came from Atlanta. He was he was showing video or taking photos on Facebook at like ten in the morning or whatever on the interstate, saying he's ready to go. That was pretty. Well, I know we get them all over the Gulf. I mean, I know we've got some guys coming in from uh from Mississippi. I think Aaron Clay. Oh, yeah. uh, Bridge are both over there. We've got some guys out in uh, Alabama. Uh, some, certainly some some guys that come out from Florida. I mean, these are these are first class events that the club puts on. Uh, the payouts are, are really nice for a tournament this size. Clayton, you took home a check for uh, for a thousand dollars, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah, and I think Brandon took home second place at twenty one ten. Tyler, what was his payout? It was like six hundred. Uh, yeah, I don't have it in front of me or something like that. Six hundred for biggest red for big red. So oh, that's true. Yeah, he yeah both. First, he came out ahead uh, as far as the overall payout. Uh, certainly didn't have the honors of, of finishing yeah. first in Millers Challenge, which is, is is really a great honor with the uh, the fishermen that are in this club. So just to recap real quick, we had first place Clayton Schilling at twenty one point eight five pounds, Brandon Barton at second at twenty one ten. Uh, third place, it was a considerable drop there. Devin Belts at 16.96. Then going down, fourth place, John Thompson. Fifth place, Brendan Bayard. Sixth place, Doug Menifee. And uh, seventh place, Matthew Vant, uh, who is, who's Brandon's buddy, also came in from, from Florida. Big fish, Brandon Barton at 7.49-pound redfish, which is a pretty big redfish for Leeville in that slot category. 
then uh, Nick Gidry, who won the Leopard Red, incredible. I, I got to see this redfish. 29 spots. Uh, 29 spot red, 17 on uh, on one side. So um, that was that was certainly interesting. So, um, well, guys, I know that that's a pretty good recap of Minimalist Challenge. Uh, we do have some uh, some other tournaments coming up here shortly. We've got Trout Challenge coming up on March 9th in St. Bernard Parish. Uh, we're working on the format for that, but it looks like it's going to be the, uh, the the heaviest weight of 10 trout. This is the second qualifying event for the championship series. It's also the second event uh, awarding Angler of the Year points. The weigh-in location, we're working on that. It's probably going to be last stop, which is a great location because it's basically the, the juncture if you're fishing – Hopedale, Shell Beach, Delacro, Reggio, everything ends right there. Uh, so um, on everybody's way out. So that'll be the next tournament. That's on March 9th. And they have great food. So you can, you can get they, your bellies full while you're waiting on the fish to get wet. Yeah. We actually switched it up a little bit this year. Trout Challenge is usually in the fall and um, Redfish Rumble in the early spring. We decided to switch it up a little bit year because the Trout Challenge the last two years have been tough with the weather. So... We're hoping to get a little bit more mild weather this year, and the redfish always seem to be an easier target to fall. Um, after I think that, you'll, uh, I, think I just want to uh, step in. I think we'll be getting registration up for Trout Challenge probably within the next week or so. So uh, that, that one's about a month out, and we, we typically try to open it up uh, a month out. So I'll be looking for that in the next week. Great, great. Then the uh, the next tournament of that is going to be kind of a unique format for us this year. It's Double Trouble. That's going to be April 6th. The weigh-in is going to be at Cat, uh, Pack Kayak Rentals with uh, Eddie and Lisa Mullen. That's going to be a team tournament, and we're going to be announcing the format for that shortly. But it's going to include all of Terrebonne and Lafouche Parish. So uh, if you're familiar with uh, with Pack and, and, uh, and Terrebonne Parish, you like to fish those areas, it would be a good, good spot to fish. If you want to do a little pre-fishing for Paddlepalooza, which will be May 4th, this will be a great opportunity to go out there and fish the Golden Meadow area, uh, certainly, you could fish Leeville, Basons, uh, in all those areas. This is the third qualifying event for the championship series. You can also earn points for angler years. Uh, this will be a team format again. Um, we're working on that, finalizing it, uh, and we will be announcing shortly. I don't want to make any uh, any premature announcements before it's all agreed upon. Um, but it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Should be a, a, a one redfish, five trout per team member type type deal. Uh, with each team being able to weigh in um, two redfish, 10 trout, and probably a couple flounder mixed in there. Um, it'll be the heaviest weight. Also, uh, for people with questions about that, it will be, even though it's a team tournament and the awards will go for the team, there will likely be a separate Calcutta for the angler with the highest weight, with the heaviest weight. And also each individual weight will work towards qualifying for the championship series. So if, even if you go out and have a good day, but your partner skunks, there's still a lot on the line for you individually as an angler, but certainly the whole point of the tournament is to uh, fish with somebody else, enjoy fishing with someone else, and rooting on your team tournament, uh, your team member, and, and helping them catch fish rather than, um, I guess, being somewhat disappointed when uh, you see someone else in the tournament catching up redfish right in front of you. Uh, Sean, Sean, is this is this going to be the first official team tournament? Or Bayou Coast, do we? Yeah, as far as I know, I think there was an Outcast team tournament a few years ago. No, we had a double trouble in the past. Okay, 
Was that was that an official tournament or was that an outcast tournament? I mean, I believe it was a, an official tournament. We weighed in at Massey's down in New Orleans. Okay. Uh, uh, team Popping Cork won it. Team. And who was, who was that? Who was in that team? It was me and Stephen Thorne. Uh, oh. And now, and now that brings up a good point because this year. Uh, there will be no super teams. That's right. right. We will be having sp- specific rules that prevent uh, the likes of Clayton Schilling and Steve Lassard from teaming up again. Um, essentially, uh, what we're looking at is anybody who qualified for the championship last year uh, will not be allowed to fish together. Clayton, did you qualify for the championship last year? I did not. And if so, are you looking for someone to fish with for double trouble this year? Uh <laughs> okay. I'm gonna get Brandon Barton to help me out with an auction. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> no, I, uh, rules, I've, got a, I've got a couple people who are uh, who reached out to me. Yeah, I, I think this is a good opportunity for some more of our experienced anglers to reach out there and help some of the little bit more inexperienced anglers get out there on the water, show them around a little bit, and help them feel good about you know kind of going through the. Uh, the, the tournament scene and, and, and just introducing people. So I know certainly I'm going to try to do that. I think some of other officers and, and English will do it. We'll, we'll announce a certain format for that uh, shortly. Um, rounding out our spring lineup will be Paddlepalooza. And that's going to be May 4th on highway one. That is uh, Bayou coast biggest uh, tournament of the year. It's going to be down there at, um, at Bridgeside and Grand Isle. We, we generally get over 200 anglers, sometimes as many as 250. Lots of great prizes. Um, the raffle's incredible. You know, first place is generally a, a new kayak. Second place is a kayak. There are multiple um, uh, categories, including big fish for redfish, trout, flounder, uh, leopard red. Then you've got the, the big category, which is going to be the, um, the slam tournament, which consists of the redfish, trout, and flounder. It is a great time. If you haven't fished it, you definitely need to come down and, and fish that tournament with us this year. Certainly leading up to that tournament all through April, we will have um, uh, focus our podcast on those tournaments. We'll talk about the areas, the format, maybe scouting for it and what you need to do to prepare for Paddlepalooza and what to expect. Um, let's see. That's uh, again, that, that is not a standalone. That's a standalone tournament, not part of the championship series or angler of the year. Uh, plan on if you're going to fish it, try to come out there for the whole weekend you know, a lot of guys take off that Thursday and Friday, some of that Friday and stay out there, you know, three or four nights. It's, it's something everybody puts on the calendar and plans on taking a little vacation time because it is uh, it, it is a great event. You know, we get English from all over the United States to come and fish that event. Uh, I know, Clayton, you've, you've fished it a number of times. You were probably there at the, er- at the early Paddlepaloozas. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, you know, I always encourage guys who are thinking about getting into kayak fishing, you know, to make Paddlepalooza a fall on tide because it, it really is. And it's, it's an event in itself. And even if, you know, you, you, uh, you are brand new to the kayak scene there, you know, one thing about our club is there are a many guys who are willing to invest in you and, uh, you know, help you out and kind of show you some things. I know like we, you know, a lot of us, we get, we get, a Great enjoyment out of seeing a guy who is first time going out, you know, he lands a red fish or a of trout or he comes back in, you know, and he, he, he found a flounder or whatever it is. And, and uh, you know, 
it's a great club. There's a lot of great anglers, but not only that, they are, you know, great, just great guys and girls who fish in our club and, uh, are very welcoming and, uh, you know, it's just a good time. So, yeah, if you're thinking about getting into it, you know, one of those big events is a great way to kind of get plugged in and meet some people and, and uh, find some fishing friends to get out there on the water with. Yeah, I know the the entry fee is a little more expensive for those, but uh, don't don't be uh, don't don't shy away from it because you're you're gonna get a free meal on Friday night, you're gonna get a free meal on Saturday, you're gonna get a uh, a nice event shirt. Sometimes it's the uh, performance style fishing shirt. So, like Aaron, look, Aaron has one on right there. The nice yep. tie. Or you get the t-shirts. Uh, and then you also every every angler is gonna get a captain's bag. It's gonna have some goodies in it from our sponsors. So. Uh, just by signing up, you're pretty much getting your money back, uh, especially when you when you see how much fun you're going to have down there. So. Yeah, absolutely. And we always encourage people to try to get a, a room for the night, especially on the way in for Saturday. Uh, people are always getting together, renting camps, renting rooms, splitting rooms. So, you know, you, you can come off, you know, for, for a good time, probably for 100 bucks for the whole weekend between your, your way in and your room because all your meals will be provided while you're down there, essentially. Um, and you're just looking at a little gas money. So, start reaching out and planning for it early on. It's a little bit later this year. Last year, I think it was in March. We had a great tournament in March. Uh, this year, we, we, we put it on May 4th, a little bit later. So, you know, the areas will change a little bit, but it, it, it's going to be a really good time. Um, so I'm starting to get the wave off now that looks like we're running a little over. Uh, I wanted to thank uh, Clayton Schilling for, for coming on the show tonight. I also wanted to thank Aaron LaRose for, for coming on and helping us out there. Tyler Caldwell, um, he's the uh, the intern, as referred to him. Uh, he's the guy that, that put it all together technically, put together our uh, our intro video, uh, all of our uh, networking and everything. Great job, Tyler. Uh, the amount of stuff this guy does beyond, behind the scenes is incredible. Um, you know, we, we talk uh, every day, literally every day, probably an hour uh, text messaging. So it, it's a great thing. Uh, again, uh, this show will be airing every week. Uh, on Tuesdays at 8.30 Central. And um, we hope you come back and join us. Uh, shortly, we'll we'll be putting this on YouTube for viewing and we'll also be converted to a podcast for people who did not get a chance to see it or just want to recap and listen to it while they're driving on the road. So thanks again for everybody for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. And uh, I want to give one quick shout out just to Scott Myers for uh, I used a lot of his photography there in the intro video and stuff. And uh, he lets us do that for free and does that for a living. So I just wanted to make sure he was uh, recognized for letting us use that stuff. Yeah. Thank you very much, Scott. You, you take some great pictures. Uh, if you go on Facebook, uh, look at some of the pictures from the tournament. He did some great shots of the weigh in uh, some of the anglers on the water. And, um, you know, he does uh, some, um, some, sh some, some shots out there on the water and, some other things. So check him out. Uh, I think it's Bayou Chronicles is his uh, Facebook page. Uh, so he, he does some great things out there. All right, Tyler, that's a wrap. All right. Thanks, guys. See you all next Thanks, week. Bye-bye.